Hey, welcome everyone to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast, episode number 38. Today's episode is gonna be on mortgage brokers and loan officers. Hey, Sienna, thanks for joining us again today. My pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. My pleasure, too. Hey, we're <laughs> going to discuss today mortgage brokers and loan officers and, you know, really what is the difference. So let's just start. We got like four topics I want to cover. Um, we'll get to it right now. So what's a mortgage broker and what's a bank? Okay. So there's mortgage brokers, mortgage banks, and loan officers, I guess, kind of falls in there. There's also the big banks, right? So um, a mortgage broker is a company that brokers out to multiple different mortgage banks. And so they have, they, and I've never worked for a mortgage broker, so I can't tell you too much how it works, but my understanding is that they have the ability to kind of pull from all these different loan types to service with all these different people. Um, A mortgage bank is a, they have their own product type. So they're not shopping different mortgage banks. They, they do it within themselves, but they also may sell their, their mortgages. Um, And then you have a loan officer and then who's somebody who's licensed, who had to go take a class and get licensed in order to be able to originate mortgages. And then if you are a mortgage loan originator officer that works at a federal institution, a depository institution, you don't have to go through that licensing. So the, so what if there's so much to it? (laughs) (laughs) So would it be fair to say that um, the big banks, let's use like Wells Fargo or Bank of America or Chase Bank, those people, the people who are you're going to meet and apply for a loan, they're not necessarily licensed because they're more employees of the bank. Correct. That's right. They're they're registered um, with the same NMLS that we're licensed through. But they're not, they didn't have to go take a test to get that license. Okay, okay, great. So um, I heard you talk about um, servicing and not servicing, you know. So as a layperson, a millennial, and that's what this whole episodes are, these four episodes are about. As a layperson, what, you know, when they say, servicing what does that mean i mean you're giving me the money and i'm paying you the money back but it doesn't sound like that's really what's happening in the industry right right so um there are mortgage banks that are servicers servicers um and and direct seller servicers or there's also companies that are not direct seller servicers so okay my company is a direct seller servicer. So we're able to sell directly to Fannie and Freddie or FHA, VA, USCA. We're able to sell directly to these companies and we're able to service that mortgage. Um, whereas other companies that are not direct seller service servicers, they have to sell to a other bank and that bank who's a direct seller then ser- sells it 
to Fannie Freddie and they service it. Um, a lot of companies are considered a servicer. They call themselves a servicer and they have, which means they have the option to service their own mortgages, but they may not necessarily, most of the time they don't. So my company has the highest service retained loans in the industry. Um, because we have our own portfolio and we actually want to keep those on our books in our portfolio. We want to build that lifelong relationship with our clients. Um, and we don't sell them to other banks. So with most of the time when you get a mortgage, if it's not through me and not through my company, the chances of your loan getting sold over and over and over again is very high. Um, so your mortgage could be originated by Joe Schmo and then it's sold to Big Bank of Texas. I'm making stuff up right now, but right, you know, yeah. and then that bank then sells it to one of the big four that may sell it to another one of the big four and, and it just kind of goes around and around and around. So so what does servicing mean? I mean, I service this loan, I service that loan. And, you know, when I first heard that, I got to tell you, and it was a while ago, but then when I first heard it, I thought of the mechanic that was yeah. servicing my car. Oh, you're going to change the oil in my loan? Yeah, and yeah. So what does servicing really involve? I mean, essentially kind of yes, right? Really? Like, So servicing, we are collecting your payment. You're going to pay us every time. Um, we are taking care of your your impound account, which is your taxes and your insurance. So we're sending those bills out and paying that on your behalf because you've paid that as part of your monthly payment. Okay. Um, if there's questions, you know who to call. If there's... So like essentially my clients that I originate your mortgage, you can call me a year later and ask me a question about your loan and I'm going to be able to get you that answer. If you're not with a direct seller servicer, somebody who's actually retained that loan, they don't, they can't tell you anything about your current loan because it's not with them anymore. It's probably gone to three other banks by the time you're asking them a question. So wow. they're totally out of the picture. And so for me, it's really about the relationship that I'm able to build with my clients, as well as the convenience of them not wondering who the heck is going to service my loan next month. So a servicer is like an administrator. Yeah. You know, you're going to send the payments to the servicer. They're going to take a percentage of that for the taxes and put it aside, mm -hmm. and a percentage of that maybe for your insurance and yep. put it aside. And then at the end of the year, when those bills need to be paid, the borrower doesn't have to worry about that. Exactly. It automatically gets sent out. We do it. You do that for them. And it, it serves two purposes. Number one, it protects the uh, entity that lent the money to the borrower and it protects the borrower so that there are no, let's say, tax liens on the property or maybe the insurance didn't get paid and then, you know, a fire, God forbid, a fire. So you as a servicer are protecting the lender of the money mm -hmm. and also protecting the borrower of the money at the same time. And that is... Actually, I think a lot of people don't really understand that's what a servicing is. So thank you for, for sharing with that. So um, why do they do that? Why don't the banks just do it themselves? Um, you know, it, it takes it takes deep pockets. It, it takes a lot of money to service loans. Um, and so if you're, because essentially 
while when a loan is originated, that amount is on that lender's books, right? And and then they have to sell it so they can free that money up again to lend to somebody else. And so depending on the company and the structure and, and how it's built determines really, I think, whether they actually service their mortgages or not, because it takes up their portfolio. Whereas for us, it, it works it works better. Like we like it the way that it is. And I guess our pockets are deeper. So some lenders or what would be what we would call a mortgage um, bank, mortgage, yeah, bank but mortgage broker. companies yeah, mortgage company. don't necessarily have the deep pockets, but a mortgage bank or the big banks have deep pockets. So they can facilitate holding their own loans that they originate, right? right. Those would be like a common term, I think is portfolio lending, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Means it's their money, they're lending it out. Correct. We're gonna take care, care of the payments and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take, if you will, the interest profit for us. Right. Okay? Hey everyone, we wanna interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. So why would you go through a mortgage broker versus your bank? What's the what's the deal there? Um, I mean, I would advise that's how you should do it. You should talk to your real estate agent or talk to people that you trust and find somebody who they trust to work with. Oftentimes with the bigger banks, the common understanding is that it takes longer, that it may not close on time, that it may be delayed over and over again, that you may not end up with the same person from start to finish. Whereas with me, it's personal. Like I have a relationship with my clients. You're going to origin, I'm going to start your loan. I'm going to take your application. And I'm also going to be there at the end of the transaction, closing out your loan and all the way through. And so it's, it's, it's a different environment. It's a different service, right? That's what it comes down to is what kind of service do you want? And I can't speak for all mortgage companies outside of the big banks being the same. Um, And I think often they aren't. Not all, all loan officers are the same either. You know, we're not all created equally. I know for me, it's important to be there from start to finish. So would you say that in the big banks, they're more like the big aircraft carriers? It takes them a while to turn around versus the short, sleek destroyers that can turn on a dime? Um, I think there's so many people involved. Right. There's so many. Yes. Yeah, so yes, essentially, yeah, there's you get handed off to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. And you half the time when I have borrowers that come to me from a big bank, I don't even know really who to contact of all the people that they've already been in touch with. So you with. lose continuity of the yeah. person you're dealing with. It's okay. not personal. Yeah, and we're, it's nothing bad about the banks. No. The banks, I mean, we have to have the banks in, right. the, in our society. Of course, we, we, we need, need depository them. institutions. Yes, we need them, yes. although they are very big and, you know, you and know it's, it's, not their, it's not their expertise, right? Like that's not their, that's not all they do. They take deposits, they offer credit cards, they offer auto loans, they offer all commercial business bank, all this other, my, all I do is mortgages. That's yeah. it. So it's like a jack of all trades or craftsman. Right. Exactly. So, do you so, want a specialist or do you want to go, go somewhere that does a little bit of everything? See, I knew you were part brain surgeon. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then, so 
what does a loan officer actually do? Now, you gave me some things in this last discussion, but what what do you actually do? What don't do? I do? Yeah. I'm a therapist. I'm, I'm just Part-time real estate Part-time agent. Part-time real estate agent. I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, I feel like I have to be some kind of jack of all trades. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a, a loan officer, when we're licensed, we're able to then quote your rate. We're able to take your application. And so that's what I do is I take your application. I look at all of the pieces of your, the whole story is what I call it, because okay. the whole story makes up whether somebody qualifies. It's not one piece. It's not just your credit. It's not just your income. It's not just your down payment. All So many things go into it. And so we look at the whole story. We determine what's the best loan program for you, what you qualify for, how much um, wiggle room there is there. And then we send you back to your agent and say, get, you know, let's go shopping. Here's your price range. And then you come back in contract and then we start actually really originating this loan. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we can do that ahead of time as well before we're in contract on a house if there's anything that maybe we want to run by an underwriter and, and things like that. So I make sure the loan qualifies and then I hold your hand through the whole process while my other people that are kind of on the backside of things, other than my processor and my assistant, which are going to be on the front as well, but the underwriter you're never going to talk to. And they have a huge part of really reviewing everything that I did and making sure that it fits the guidelines. So you're the, you're in, in essence, the front. 100%. You know, you're yeah. the front person to the point, if you will, of the attack. Right? Not just the face, but also the brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wins in both there. She's got the face and the brains. Hey, Sienna, this is great. I want to thank you very much for coming in and doing this. And everybody, let's stay focused on episode 39 next, which is loan types and why they exist. Until next time, America, stay safe. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.